0: Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, Name change again, I apologize for the name change. Uh, Now we're going with wrestling, let's talk about it. Um, Seemed like something very simplistic, but got straight to the point as well. Uh, So, I decided to do a podcast today, I've been off the last two days. Um, I go back to work in the morning, so I thought I would do a podcast for you guys. Um, It's not necessarily going to be a... A raw review, uh, SmackDown comes on in about 35 minutes from me, um, so I'm going to watch it, of course. Um, I have been watching the product to try to do more um, podcast. I'm still not happy with the product. Um, we'll see how tonight on SmackDown goes, because tonight on SmackDown is when they're supposed to reveal who um, Roman Reigns' attacker, and I'm using quotations even though you can't see that. Uh, who his attacker is, and I I think it'll end up being Daniel Bryan, of course, because that's the rumor. Um, but it would be nice if they did some kind of twist where it was somebody else and that the rumor about Daniel Bryan was false because it'll be kind of a letdown that it actually is him just because we've heard for so many weeks that it was him. Um, the main thing I wanted to touch on in this podcast, though, is now what they are calling Wednesday Night Wars. Um, the Wednesday Night Wars is... They just made the announcements this morning, I believe it was this morning, that they are going to move NXT to Wednesday Nights on USA. Um, Anybody who follows AEW knows that AEW, I think they're calling it Wednesday Night Dynamite, I believe is what they're calling their show. I don't know if they've made that official announcement. I know they've announced that they're doing live shows, but I don't know if they said that's the official name. But anyway, uh, NXT is moving from the network to USA starting. Uh, I think it's in October. But now. They're going to go head to head on Wednesday nights against AEW. I'm still going to watch AEW. Um, I watched, my plan was to watch Raw on Monday. Smackdown on Tuesday. AEW on Wednesday. Which by that time Smackdown will be on Friday. So it would be Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Which works perfect for me. Because I got a day in between each show. Because as big of a wrestling fan as I am. Um, I've been a wrestling fan, like I said, for over half my life. And I love wrestling. I love all types of wrestling. The indies with 200 people in a gymnasium all the way up to 70-something, 80-something thousand people at WrestleMania. I love it all. and I know there's people that say the vanilla midget indies people, whatever. I don't care. If you have talent, if you can show that you have talent, then... Fine, I'm going to be a fan of yours. If you can talk on the mic, if you can cut a promo, you've got me as a fan. I don't care if you're wrestling in front of 200 people or 80,000 people. But I don't understand this move at all. Like, I just feel like it's... Trip White's and Vince man saying that they don't care that AEW is around, but then moving your staple program on your network to a cable network, I feel like you're killing your network because... I know a lot of people watch the network for the old content, but I know a lot of people watch it to follow NXT as well. So the only way that you're going to get people to follow you on your network now is for the pay-per-views. And if you up the the price, like the rumor is that they're going to, because now they're saying that the $9.99 a month that they are going with is just going to be able to watch the big four. And I'm not going to pay $10 to watch just four pay-per-views a year. That's not happening so I would figure out another way to watch it. I would go and spend $3 on a drink at Buffalo Wild Wings or something like that just to watch the pay-per-view. I wouldn't spend the 10 bucks a month on the network. The network has a lot of other things to offer, I understand. I love watching Table for Three. The photo shoot's interesting. But I feel like they're just trying too much all at one time. Um, I I guess I just don't understand the move. Like... Triple H and Cody keep taking shots at each other. Like One says that they don't care, and then the other one takes a shot, and the other one takes a shot back. Uh, Cody took a shot at WWE, and then Triple H called him Piss Aunt Company, and then Cody did the whole throwing thing at double or nothing, and now it looks like it's just going to be... It's not going to be the Monday Night Wars like it was before, but now people are calling it the Wednesday Night Wars, which it may not be because Tony Khan, Chris Jericho... Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks have all said that they're all doing their own thing. Their AEW is just, it was a passion project that Cody and the Young Bucks and Omega wanted to do. They wanted to start their own company, and that's what they did. And now, for whatever reason, Vincent Mann is seeing them as a threat before they've even gotten off the ground. I get part of where you see him as the see them as a threat because they have sold out. How many shows now? Let's see, they sold out Double or Nothing, they sold out All Out, they sold out All In, they sold out Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, um, what else did they saw? Denver, or not Denver, uh, DC. So I think they've sold out three or four live shows now. The first four live shows that they've done, or announced, they've now sold out. And their next two that they go on sale next week are West Virginia and... Oh gosh, what was the other one? West Virginia and Boston? I think I'm wrong on that. I'm thinking of this off the top of my head. But those are going to sell out too. Because people in all regions are curious as to see how they're going to do it a live show. So people don't want to see it on television. People want to witness history in person. My ex-fiancé is going to the DC show because she wants to be there for the very first AEW show ever produced. Live. Like not per view wise but the first live weekly taping, she's going to it. She's going to be there for history-making. Right now, I don't see AEW as a threat to WWE. Apparently, WWE does, but I don't see him as a threat. When I was a kid, all I thought about was, hey, WWE is on a commercial. I can flip back to WCW, and that's exactly what I would do as a kid. I enjoyed them both, and when one was on a commercial, I would flip to the other. And that's exactly what I would do on... Wednesday nights, maybe. It just depends. I don't want them to water down their product on NXT just because they're going to a cable network. Because if NXT ends up being anything like Raw and SmackDown are, we're in trouble. Because NXT is very enjoyable to watch now, but I don't know how the product is going to change when it's on the USA network because Vince McMahon is going to be a part of NXT once it moves to the USA network. He's not a part of it now because it's on the network itself, so he doesn't get involved in that, but apparently there is and, and maybe this isn't true, I'm not backstage so I don't know this, but the, the rumor is that anything that's on the USA Network Vincent Mann is involved in. So if NXT is moving to the USA Network Vince McMahon is going to be involved in it, and anything Vincent Mann touches in the last 10 years has not been good. I'm sorry. If you're a WWE mark, if you Love Vince McMahon, that's fine, whatever. NXT, great product because it's not his. It is Triple H's baby. If you look at the difference between what TakeOver was and what SummerSlam was, that right there tells you the difference between Vince's product and Triple H's product. Uh, Paul Heyman is grooming a couple people right now on the, the roster that Vince McMahon never in his life ever would have tried to groom. Um, I believe that Paul Heyman is grooming Cedric Alexander to be better. He's training him on promos, training him how to talk more comfortable in front of people. And this was said from Cedric Alexander himself, that Paul Heyman is helping him. So people like that, that I don't think Vincent Mann would ever think in his life about pushing, are getting a little bit of a push. Even if it's not on television, they're getting trained by one of the best, if not the best talker in the business, which of course is Paul Heyman. Because my two favorite managers of all time, God rest his soul was Paul Bear and Paul Heyman, my two favorites of all time. Um, a lot of people will say that Jimmy Hart was one. I never cared for Jimmy Hart. Paul Bear and Paul Heyman were my two favorite managers ever. When Paul Bear died, I was very heartbroken. I was there at the Raw the the week they did the tribute special. Um, when, of course, when they did the CM Punk stealing the urn, um, it was. So it's great to hear that Paul Heyman is helping people that normally would just get pushed off to the side now i wish that they would find a a female to help with the females that aren't being noticed like dana brooke like i feel i I know i said it on the last podcast but i feel so bad for dana brooke because they're not doing anything with her and i don't understand if you're not doing anything with her then let her go somewhere else let her go to ring of honor where she can get better and then come back later or let her go to aew because you, if you don't do anything with her then why do you care if she goes to aew I don't want AEW to be known as the WWE reject company um, because I know that there's a couple people that have jumped ship to AEW, but I get it. I mean, you have insurance on your wrestlers. It's a win-loss system instead of just being, we're going to push the same person all the time. So anybody in AEW with this win-loss system could be pushed just because they are better than somebody else. Like It's not that Vince McMahon has a hard-on for Roman Reigns, so Roman Reigns gets shoved in our face all the time. AEW is a legit win-loss, kind of like UFC. I mean, they're not, of course, they're not as legitimized as UFC. They just started. But as far as the win-loss system goes, that's what they are. That's what they're trying to do. Um, Like I said, the insurance for the wrestlers, so if the wrestlers get hurt, they don't have to pay out of pocket. They only do 185 shows or 185 days a year, which is cut in half from WWE's schedule. Why wouldn't you want to jump ship? I mean, I, I I have to feel like you get tired of working 364 days a year without dedicating your entire life to the company, which I get. People do. Um, I wanted to be a wrestler when I was a kid, and then as I got older and realized how hard it is to be a wrestler, I no longer wanted to do it just because I felt like I couldn't dedicate my entire life to a company because I have a son now, and I've always wanted to have kids. I've always wanted to have kids, always wanted to have a family, so I couldn't sacrifice family time to be on the road 364 days a year. So if I was a wrestler or became a wrestler, if I pulled a DDP and started wrestling when I was in my late 30s, early 40s, I believe he was, was he 45 when he won his first WCW championship, I think. I could be wrong on that. Do some research on that. But I believe he was in his mid-40s when he won the first championship. Uh, But I would go to AEW. Because if I'm up there in age and I decide I want to wrestle, I'm not going to go to a company that is 364 days a year. I'm going to go to a company that says, hey, you only have to wrestle 185 days a year. Awesome. Fantastic. That sounds good to me. It's not as rough on my body. I don't have to worry about injuries as much. So that's great. And they're also only doing... AEW is also only doing four pay-per-views a year. They're going to do their weekly thing, yes, but they're only doing four big shows a year. And maybe that'll change later down the line. I don't think it will, but... We'll see. But there are so many benefits to being an AEW wrestler compared to a WWE wrestler as far as your health. Not just physically, but mentally and emotionally. Because I'm sure being on the road 364 days a year wears you out mentally and emotionally as well as physically. Um, I just can't imagine just having to get on a bus, go to the next show the next day, and be it and the only day you get off is Christmas. I know that they get vacations throughout the year. But I don't know, I know if somebody gets injured, like with Luke Harper, they told Luke Harper that they're not going to put him on television, but they're adding another six months to his contract because he got injured, which I think is absolute bullshit. If you're going to, if somebody gets injured, it's not their fault they got injured, shit happens in the ring. It's just how it is, shit happens. But you're going to add another six months to somebody's contract because they got injured. And I just, I don't think that's right. They didn't do that with Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks threw a fit. Like she... I don't. I haven't seen any video of it, so I don't know if it's true. Again, it's just a rumor. The rumor was that her and Bayley both laid down outside the ring after they lost the tag team titles at WrestleMania and threw a fit because they lost, and then she left for four months, came back, and now she's getting a title shot at the next pay-per-view. It doesn't make any sense. I just don't understand how you throw a fit, leave for four months, don't get any time added to your contract, and then come back and automatically get put into the title picture. Like, Sasha Banks is not that serious of a of a threat when it comes to wrestling. She is not that great. She's not one of those wrestlers that if WWE lost her, it would not be that big of a deal. Maybe to some people it would be, but to me, no. It would not be that big of a deal. From the way that I've I've read people online saying that the way that she talks to fans, the way she treats fans, and her attitude backstage, let her go. She If she's toxic backstage towards people, there's no reason to keep her there. Because there' one thing I know from watching all the documentaries and all the interviews and everything that I've watched from the last 20-something years from me watching wrestling is that one thing you have to have backstage is respect. If you don't have respect backstage, you're not going to have a job by the end of the year. You're going to be future-endeavored in WWE. Because the one thing you have to do, you have to give and you have to earn respect backstage. Enzo is a perfect example of that. He was so shitty to everybody backstage by the time he left he was dressing in the bathroom, in the stall, because nobody would let him in the locker room because he would not keep his mouth shut. So respect is a huge thing when it comes to WWE. And if Sasha Banks is going to be shitty to her fans, talk down to the fans, and then want to throw a fit because she lost her tag team championships uh, with Bayley, the tag team, women's tag team championships, I don't think they mean shit anyway. They gave it to the women to make it look like this women's revolution was a real thing When in fact, the women's revolution was, looked like it was a real thing for about a year. And now, it's gone back to the same mediocre stuff it was. Because they were trying to get, I think they were trying to get more females to watch the show. And when they realized that it wasn't working, they just kind of were like, okay, we're just gonna put the women back obscure in the middle of the show. Because Becky headlined WrestleMania, but then SummerSlam, she was, what, one of the first three matches, four matches on the show? Um, she didn't even come close to headlining that show. She wasn't even like the second to last match. So, and and I know people are tired of Becky too. I love Becky to death. I do. Um, I think it's time for her to drop the title for a while. But not to Sasha. Not yet. If Sasha gets the title, fine. Let her get a WrestleMania moment next year whatever. But don't let somebody be off for four months just because they threw a fit that they didn't get their way. Come back and be like, oh yeah, we're going to give you the title because you decided to leave for four months. That's not how it works. If I left my job for four months because a, a phone call didn't go my way and I didn't sell a a security system and I left for four months because I got mad that somebody got shitty with me on the phone, I wouldn't have a job after that four months. I wouldn't have a job after two days. And I understand they're under contract. I get it. But if you have to, pay, out, pay her out the rest of her contract and say, okay, we don't need the attitude. We don't need you. Bye. Get out of here. Let her go to AEW and let... Cody Rhodes or Tony Khan or whoever see how shitty her attitude is because that's not the type of attitude that you have backstage with everybody you can't just demand that you get whatever you want and expect everybody to have respect for you it's just not how it works I mean there was I mean I've heard so many stories from Chris Jericho and from Undertaker and from CM Punk and from so many people about the respect backstage and it's just there's a lot to it um so she's one of those people that, if she left, I wouldn't care. Um, but I know I've said talked about a bunch of different things on here. I'm not going to take it much longer. Because um, here in a minute, I got to start making dinner. But Wednesday Night Wars, we'll see if Wednesday Night Wars actually a thing or not. Um, as of right now, I don't see Wednesday Night Wars being a thing. I I see the NXT move as just a a petty thing to try to. Get people to watch WWE when, in fact, I think it's just going to hurt them. Because um, Offensive Man being involved in the NXT product, like Chris Jericho said, it's just going to water it down. It's just going to make it worse. If he touches that product, it's not. It's going to be Raw again. It's just going to be a two-hour episode of Raw. And nobody's going to care. Uh, again, guys, if you have any questions, uh, send me questions. Send me voice messages. You can send all that Um to me, and I will get back to you. If anybody wants to collaborate on a podcast, anybody wants to record with me, let me know. Um, I will probably not be back until Saturday, um, because I work the rest of the week up until Saturday, so I will try to do a podcast Saturday. Any more news comes out, um, and I will, if any breaking news comes out that's big, I'll do a podcast about it. Uh, Thank you guys again for listening. This is Wrestling. Let's Talk About It.